You've just happened to find Happen to Your Career, episode number 34. Scott, I am so, so excited. You told me, when you told me what we were doing for the show, that we we're going to listen to Dave Ramsey, that Dave Ramsey was going to be on the show. I was so excited. I don't know how you got him on the show, but I am just pumped to hear your interview with Dave Ramsey. Well, it, it, it's kind of like that, Mark, but Wait. It, not not exactly. What what do you mean? Either Dave Ramsey's on the show or he's not on the show. There's no kind of. You know, I, I, Dave Ramsey's Dave Ramsey. Unless you have a friend from Te- Topeka, Kansas named Dave Ramsey as well. Well, I, is that I, what you're talking about? I do have that also, but Oh, okay. No, this is this is actually Dave Ramsey, but it's it's a little bit different. It's reverse. I'm actually on his show. Oh. And we're just going to we're going to we're going to play that later oh, on in the so episode. Oh, so play the so, clip. Yeah, so people can listen for it throughout show. the episode. We're going to oh. do that later. That's Honest mistake. Sorry. Sorry. It's still good, though, because we talk about like finances, right? Are sure. Talking, are talking okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Oh, yeah. We're having a... This is a whole month of finances and how yes. it impacts your career, right? Yes. And Dave Ramsey is on the show. And Dave Ramsey. This has happened to your career, the show that is all about helping you move to work you love. We want you to do work that fits your unique and signature strengths. We will bring you inspiration, tools, and roadmaps to help you in your journey. I'm Scott Anthony Barlow with Mark Sievercroft. Scott, how's it going? It's going really well. Okay, we want to do something a little bit different. We want to, today we're going to have you and I talk a little bit different. Ooh, that does seem different. Yes, it's very, very different. Anyways, no, we wanted to talk, this whole month we're talking about finances, right? And how yeah. they connect to your career. And I think everybody knows probably on the podcast now, but maybe they don't. You and Alyssa are debt-free. We are. Right. The, so congratulations yeah. on that to start with. Thank you. Yeah. But we wanted to, and, and I think that's made, you know, from the times we've talked, and, and I know it has, I guess not, I think, but that's made a huge difference in, one, you're de- deciding to start happening to your career. Um, but I've also noticed that in the decision-making process, in, in how you make decisions, what you focus on as we're going through and, and making plans, that's really affected it. Is that, is that correct? I, uh, how is it I like to think so. I, I like to think so. You know, but well, that's reality. interesting that you say that uh, that you've noticed that. I, um, I I believe that to be true, and then we'll. It sounds like we're going to talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's interesting that you've noticed that too. Well, well, the thing that I've seen, and, and let's put that out there so you know what I'm talking about. But the thing I've seen is that you don't. When we're talking about what we want to do, we get to we're we're sticking more to what we want to do, mm-hmm. rather than oh we have to do this because you know I have to you know, pay the payment on my you know. Maybach outside which would be pretty cool. <laughs> well, there is the probably Ferrari. Would ar- I haven't I would told probably, you about the Ferrari. Well, I would argue to, for you not to sell that because I want to ride in it and then you can sell it. But no, um, you know, that's the thing I've noticed is the fact that it has allowed us as a company to focus on what we really want to do and focus on our audience rather than focusing on, you know, getting some poor schmuck somewhere to buy something so that you can pay your whatever payment. Is that true? Yeah, I think that's very true. And, you know, I think that that's, from my perspective, even before we met, you know, way back when, when I was thinking of, um, you know, even before I was thinking of the business, now that I, I really think about it, as I was uh, looking at transitioning to a, you know, 
employee based job or, you know, an entrepreneur or, you know, something, something along those lines in my next, next career there before I'd even necessarily thought of the business. That was, um, that was very apparent is that it freed me up to be able to make different types of decisions than what I normally would. And then as we got into the business and, you know, as we started it, that was, that was really one of my things from the very, very beginning, uh, you know, creating this, creating a business that was really the type of business type of work that I wanted to do. And, you know, having, having no necessarily risk attached to it at the beginning. And when I say risk, I'm talking about, you know, debt where I had to make specific payments on time and so on and so forth. But just doing that from the ground up, you know, Mm -hmm. it it really does allow you to be able to focus on different areas. It's not so much in, in those first few months about, Hey, where are we going to get the cash flow here? It's about, Hey, you know, how can we try different things and uh, figure out how we can add value to our target market and yeah, it, it just creates a whole different type of atmosphere. So, mm-hmm. so yes is the short answer to that question. Well, and I think one of the things that, that I've realized is, you know, we're not saying that there's not any stress when you, you know, have a career that you love or you, you're starting a business because there is stress. But the thing I've noticed is that it's a different type of stress. You know, if, if you had had a lot of debt and you started a company, it would be a different type of stress. You know, like you said, it's not the stress of I have to make this payment or they're going to come take, you know, my kids' you know, 37-inch flat-screen TV out of their room. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. <laughs> but it, it's, it's not no that type of – it's not that, that type of stress. It takes – it's a – the stress that comes from having – starting a business is, is a good stress because it forces you to do things. But when you add debt on top of that, it seems like that would change the dynamic of that stress and it would change – the decisions that you are forced to make and it would limit those options that you have as you are building that business. Is that something you found? Yeah. And you know, I think that, um, well, recently you and I went on Jared Easley's show, star of the doubts, great show, uh, great host, by the way. And we, we talked about the whole concept of, Hey, when, when you're doing things that, uh, that you love, you know, it's like going to Hawaii. And I think we could continue that, you know, continue that concept. It's you, you would, uh, we were t- I think we were talking about like getting up early and mm-hmm. that's, that's something that mm-hmm. both you and I do. And, and yes, it's, it's difficult, but, um, but it's something that's a lot easier to do when it's something that you love. Right. And it's something right. that you're really into, you know, and the whole, the whole comparison was, Hey, if you had a flight at 5 AM, you know, to Hawaii, and you're mm-hmm. on vacation, you'd get up and you'd probably make that flight, right? Probably wouldn't probably be that be big happy a deal. About probably it be too. thrilled to make that flight. <laughs> right. But there's stresses associated along with that, right? Right. So right. there's there's those stresses of you know you got to wake up earlier than you normally do. Uh, you're probably thinking, hey, am I going to actually make this flight? And all the normal stuff that comes along with flying, and you know, there's there's different types of stresses there. And I sort of look at this as is the exact same way. You know what? There's there's still going to be stresses there as you're in work that that you love, but the stress of having debt or the stress of not having a financial plan, um, you know, for for you or your family, uh, or you know your and how that impacts your career, then it just it changes the game completely, and it causes you to make completely different decisions regardless of whether you own your own business or whether you're, you know, working with an organization. 
Right. So you asked this, um, you asked this question to Deacon Hayes last week on the podcast. Sure. And the question was, if you were not debt free, would you have started your business? So I want to ask you that same thing, same question. If you were not debt free, would there be a happen to your career? No. Why? Oh, of course you're going to ask the follow-up question. <laughs> you, you can't ever a, just live with no, Mark. It was Mark. a tough one. It was uh, a tough one. No is no. No means no. No, no means no. <laughs> so I think realistically, no, there would not be a happen to your career for a couple of different reasons. One reason is that when I had a bunch of debt, when Alyssa and I had, um, you know, we had well over $138,000 worth of worth of debt, that we'd accumulated through a variety of different means. I mean, uh, car payments, um, student loans. Uh, we had uh, we moved locations and then sold a house that was underwater. And we came up. We took out some extra debt to be able to sell that house and move to the place that we wanted. And and uh, you know, we'd made the bad decision way before that to buy the house that we probably shouldn't have in the first place. So that was really just uh, that coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all all those different things. It, if during the point in time where we had that, you know, there were stresses there that I didn't even realize until they were gone. Like there were, there was a part of my brain that was being consumed and it was actually, I would say a creative part of my brain that was being consumed, uh, by these extra stresses of debt and the things that were always there, they were always present. And honestly, I had no idea that they were there until we got it gone until we completely paid that off. And I was like, wow, this is this is completely different. So, you know, for for years, I didn't. I don't think I even saw the need to be able to change that. I thought that's just w- the way that it was. I thought you, you know, when you when you get out of college or you get into the workforce and however you get there, you, you know, you just start going and, and making money, right? And then you are earning a living, so you deserve to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you have to. Uh, leverage some credit cards or whatever else to be able to do that, then that's just the way it is, right? Right. And you know, I mean, that's... no, no, not right. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's how I thought it was. Right. Honestly, it sounds silly as I as I say mm-hmm. that, but that's how I thought it was. And what I got out of that was a whole bunch of pieces of my brain that were consumed. So you know, that's that's one reason it wouldn't have happened. The second reason it wouldn't have happened is we simply could not have started building it the way that we have if there was debt there. I mean, it literally would not be possible. We literally would not have been able to make the same decisions, and we absolutely would not have been able to make some of the mistakes that we have. Um, and I think the same thing goes for for my personal career. I mean, I've been doing HR for, for 10 years too, and my career really started taking off when we made the decision to get debt free and we started managing our finances like that alone was just a, a, a transition in itself. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden we started being intentional with our money and then that carried over to my career at the same time. Right. So I wonder, one of the things that, that stuck out to me when you're talking there was you talked about how it consumes part of your brain and that creative part. And that's something that, that really hit me when you said it. And I hadn't thought of it that way, but you know, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago on the podcast when we were talking about making a decision and how sometimes you need to get rid of a distraction oh, yeah. and make it part way to where you want to be in order to 
free up the way to get the rest of the way. And I had thought about it in that sense. I had thought about it as far as time. You know, sometimes you just need to get a job that doesn't have the time constraints so that you can do some of these other things. But it really stuck out to me. And, and I think you're completely right that, you know, we don't even realize it. But when we have all this debt in our lives, there's so much worry and so much focus that goes into wondering if you're going to be able to pay your bills or wondering where you're going to be able to get the money to pay the student loan or pay off that car that you can't take that time and that energy. It drains you and you're not able to use that to either um, focus on a career search, you know, a job search to look for a job that you'd rather have or, or um, you know, research companies that you'd like to work for or you don't have the time to focus on, you know, putting together a business plan and, and starting a business. And I think that's really where this finances thing really, you know, collides with our audience where they're wanting to change their careers and wanting to have more of an impact on the world is realizing that all of these other things in your life are taking up time and energy and focus that could be used to get towards work that you love. You know, it's almost like, um, and I never thought about this before, but as you're talking, it's almost like your iPhone battery or almost like, you know, your computer uh, mm-hmm. where you've got things running in the background and right. uh, you don't even know that they're necessarily running, but when they are, they're draining your battery and they're draining you know, your ability to do stuff for any length of time. I mean, it's right. draining your willpower. It's draining, you know, all the other things that, uh, that cause you to make different types of decisions throughout any given day. And mm-hmm. so it's just like that, uh, that iPhone and you have the ability to turn it off, but you have to take some major steps to be able to do so. Like what we're talking about, at least on the finance side, which is setting up your life so that your finances are, are very, very, very intentionally planned versus, you know, just happening to you. That seems to be a theme on this show, right? It does. Yeah. It seems like Weird. we come up with that a lot. You know, that's, it's funny that you mentioned, when you mentioned iPhone, I had a different, th- I thought you were going to talk about something else, um, <laughs> which I, I think applies as well, where, you know, when you have a phone and you use all the memory, you go to download something that you really want, like an app or yeah. music or whatever. And it says, oh, you don't have enough storage. And then you have to go back through your phone and you have to look at it and say, all right, what don't I use or what don't I care about enough? And I, I think it's there's a mindset change there. And I think that's where uh, our audience needs to get to is, you know, you as the listener, if you want to change careers and you want to have work you love, you need to take a hard look, like Scott was saying, at some of those things that you don't even realize are there. Some of those things that you don't even realize are, are draining your time and are draining your F, your energy and your focus. And one of those might be, you know, some of these debts that you have or, or just getting your finances in order. And if you can get that in order, that's going to f- quote unquote free up some space or some storage so that you can focus on um, changing careers or starting a business. You know, the other thing is, you know, Scott, one of the things that you talk about with people as you're coaching them is having a plan in place and making sure that, you know, when you're going to jump from one thing to another, that you, you know, have, you you know, have enough, you know, cushion as far as finances and you have everything in order and those types of things. And if, if you're so worried about paying the bills that are coming in the mail tomorrow, it's really hard to be able to look at things and say, okay, well, I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to accept this offer that I've been given, but you know, I can't do it until here. You know, or I, I have to have exactly this amount of money or I have to do this. And you, you give up on an, on an opportunity that would get you way closer to the work that you love because you're caught up in that short-term mindset. You can't, you know, there might be times, I think, that you 
take a pay cut a little bit to get to work that you love and then you work into increasing your salary again or increasing your income again. But if you have a lot of debt, there's no option to do that. You know, one of the, do you agree? Disagree? Are you still there? I, I do. You know, okay, I was I just was, making sure. I, here's an example of, of that, you know, in, in action. And, you know, as, as working with, working with this guy not too long ago and, and helping him out and he had gotten, um, he'd gotten let go from a job and, mm-hmm. Um, he had, uh, you know, him and his wife had had, um, they'd had just a, a little bit of debt, but you know, they didn't have any emergency funds for just such an occasion or anything like that, or they didn't right. have a you know ton of savings stacked away to be able to, you know, take care of their family for months at a time. Um, mm-hmm. so he, he basically had like a 30 day time period where he was going to run out of cash right before you know, before he needed, absolutely needed to transition to the next job. So stop and put yourself in that situation. And some of, some of the people listening to this probably are in that situation. I mean, statistically, um, statistically, I think it is like 72% of, of all Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and Mm -hmm. don't have more than, I forget the exact numbers, but you know, like a, like a, thousand dollars stacked away or something along those lines. I'm probably bungling the the numbers, but either way, you know, put yourself in that situation and what kind of decisions are you going to make? You're going to go after the first job probably right. that, you know, that mm-hmm. offers something. Yeah. Is that job going to be good for you? You know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> are you going to have a, yeah. You know, are you going to probably be forced to take that particular job and probably from that, you know, if you're a halfway decent person, if you made a commitment to them, you're probably going to spend at least at least six months to a year with them at a minimum. Right. Um, maybe even spend a couple of years. So you just had a couple of your years of life decided right. because of the way that you've set your life up right. versus well, the alternative. Well, and, and along with that, you know, even if you do, even if it is a job you want, you know, one of the things, Scott, that uh, that we have a product coming out pretty soon is get a raise guide and, and how to negotiate raises and that type of thing. If you don't have that if you don't have your finances or you don't have that plan and and you're beholden to making sure you get another job it really limits correct me if i'm wrong but it really limits your ability to to negotiate those things Mm -hmm. because you're so caught up in i have to have this job yeah you know it's the job i want but you know i can't really negotiate a, a a salary because i i just need it i just if i don't have a job and if they you know for whatever reason reject my offer and and uh, decide they don't want to hire me, which never happens. But, you know, that's the way you think in that in that time. And you're not going to do anything to take that chance because if you do, how are you going to pay the car payment? Yeah. And, and so it really it really limits your options, but really you've limited your options. If you're if you're in debt, if you if you're not good with your money and, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not the best and I'm not debt free yet. I'm working on it. Um, but it really does change the way you look at things. And, you know, a great example for me is I remember I had a job uh, several years ago where I was, I was working a job where I'd get prevailing wage. Uh-huh. And, and so I was making very good money and I got stuck in that job. And I look, looking back, I just realized this to just now that I look back and I said, well, you know, it's great that I'm making this money, but making this money really, you know, handcuffs you. And then you can't go to anything else, but it, it wasn't the money that I was making that was handcuffing me. It was the fact that because I was making that money, I had bought a year old Chevy Silverado pickup, <laughs> you know, and I had a 400 plus 
dollar payment on it. Uh, That's what had handcuffed me. It wasn't the fact that I was making all this money because if I had been living below my means, I could have taken another job that I liked more that got me closer to what I wanted to do that paid less. But I couldn't do that because of the decisions I had made and the bills that I had were what were keeping me in that job. And so take a good look at that. You know, you might think that, you know, you have a situation like that where it's like, well, I'm just making such good money that I, I couldn't, I couldn't justify going to something else, even if it's something I like more. Well, you know, look at your finances, because if you're, if it's really something that you like more, you're probably going to do better, which means you're probably going to end up earning more money very quickly. But is it those bills that you have? Is it that debt that you've built up and the way that you've chosen to live your life that are keeping you from being able to make that decision? And so I think that's, you know, that's an important thing to bring out for our audience is, you know, we're not saying that you're bad with money. Don't get us wrong. I mean, you probably might be very good. You know, I think we probably have a, a range of people in our audience, Scott, that, you know, range from being debt free to, um, you know, realizing they need to to focus on that a little bit more. But the key is that you need to take an honest look at it and say, okay, is there places where I can improve? And if I improved, what would that mean for my career? So let me ask you that question, Scott. If you improve your finances, what does that mean for your career, whether that's going after your dream job or starting a business that you want to start? What What's the impact of that? Well, I think we've started to talk about that just a little bit, but really what it does is it is it eliminates some of that risk, which eliminating the risk, um, which really what we're talking about is the the need for cash immediately. Like if you can eliminate that need for cash that you have to have right now or within a shortened time period, that all of a sudden allows you to just have a whole other range of options that wouldn't be available to you. So, you know, some of those are exactly what you had, you had touched on too, Mark, you know, all of a sudden, you know, when you're in a job interview, you don't come off as desperate because Mm -hmm. guess what? Every single employer uh, you know, they can, they can tell whether you're not, if you're desperate. I've had multiple conversations with hiring managers over the years about, about that. It's like, wow, this guy seems like he's really throwing himself at us. <laughs> it's almost like dating or something like that, right. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Um, and same way for, if you're in your own business, guess what? Your customers can tell too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it works both ways. And then, you know, the other, the other big thing out of that with that whole decision piece is not only do you, you know, not only are you initially coming off desperate, which is lowering your chances of being able to obtain whatever result you're going after anyways. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it allows you more flexibility. So if you, here's a situation, you know, I've, I've seen people in many, many, many times, um, they get one job offer. It's not exactly what they want. They're like, well, has this and it pays really well, but I really prefer to do this other thing. You know, I'd, I really prefer to work in this industry or I really, you know, would prefer to be um, in this type of role or whatever. But all of a sudden they're considering it really, 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 really highly, something that they probably wouldn't even normally consider um, just because it's available to them and just because it, it cures that immediate need for cash. Right. And you know, when you, when you don't have those pressures, when you've got a couple of months of emergency savings and you've got no debt, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're reacting to it completely differently. You're like, well, okay, so I've got these others in the hopper, you know, here's what I can do. And I'll probably likely get, uh, you know, one or two more job offers as well that I'll be able to choose from versus, wow, I've got to take this. You know, I, I'm not sure if there's going to be another one coming. 
Right. So it, it ends up changing, changing that mindset piece, which increasingly gives you more options available to you compared to the person who has any amount of debt or any amount of risk applied to their life. Right. Yeah. It gives you more control over that, that process. And I think that's, you know, as, as we get emails from people, Scott, that seems like the main thing that people have struggles with in, in this career aspect is they feel like they don't have control. They feel like they're stuck, you know, that, that they're just, you know, a, a product of whatever their situation is. And I think one of the things I wanted to point out to people today is, you know, you might not find that perfect job you want right now. You might not get that offer. You might, it might not come up. You might, you know, whatever. One of the things you can do today is make sure you're in a position that when that offer does come or when that opportunity comes, that you can take advantage of it. So if you're looking for something that you can do today to move you to towards work that you love, one of those things is taking a good look at your finances and making a plan, if you're not debt-free, making a plan to work towards being debt-free because if you can get rid of that risk and that stress, now, you know, six months from now, when that opportunity arises, you'll be in a position to take it. Whereas if you don't, that opportunity might arise, you might look at it and say, there's no way I can do that. And then you've lost that opportunity and who knows when the next one will come. So it's another way to take control of this journey of moving towards work that you love. You know, it, it, it's something you can do today. You know, it's something that you can really focus on. So Scott, if, you know, you asked, um, you asked Deacon this last week and I want to get your take on it. What are a few key things people can do today to get their finances in order so when those opportunities come, whenever they do, that they're ready to take them? So I, I think that the first couple of things that you absolutely need to do is if you have, if you've got a spouse or you've got, you know, um, I do, you do. Okay, great. All right. Check. That one. Check. Got, it. got the spouse. Moving on. <laughs> but, but if you do, then, you know, you, you really are not going to be able to go very far if you guys both aren't on the same page. Right. So really the first step is, you know, having some of those conversations with your spouse and really trying to, uh, trying to be able to, trying to get on that same page and the way that you can do that is really just expressing, you know, why it is that you want to change, mm-hmm. you know, because we associate a lot of things with money. And right. I know that one of the things that I associated with uh, with money when Alyssa came to me and said, hey, I really don't like it that we have all this debt was that meant I had to do something about my dream car, which, you know, we still had, <laughs> I think, like twenty four thousand dollars worth of debt, something ridiculous on at the what at the was time. your dream car? I don't uh, think you've ever told me what was your dream car? What was at this the, car you at had? the time? It was an Infinity G35. This is a while ago. Uh, nice. Now they don't even make the G35 anymore. They've got the G37 and everything like that. But either way, so Watch. I had an Infinity G35 and that was, you know, great car. It was super fast and nice. blah, 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 you know, and. Uh, that meant when Alyssa came to me and said that, that I'm like, wait a minute, you're trying to get rid of my car. This is, this is, you know, this is, we can't do that. <laughs> whoa, 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 no, <laughs> no way. But that's what I associated it with. So, mm-hmm. you know, if she had initially come to me and we had this conversation several times, but if she initially come to me and said, Hey, look, I'm really concerned about this and I'm concerned about, you know, what we're going to be able to do for our kids later on. I don't think we're going to be able to, um, you know, invest. I don't think that we're going to be able to make you know the same types of decisions um, and, and talked about some of the different whys. And that's, that's really one of the big keys is you've really got to, as a, as a couple, if you've got a spouse or as yourself, figure out the whys you want to 
do this, that you want to get rid of debt or you want to get on a financial plan or you want to be intentional about your finances, especially as they relate to your career, um, you, you've got to figure out the whys for that. And then I, I suggest even going so far as to write them down because mm-hmm. when you write things down, you know, that, that changes how you look at it. It really does. Something as simple as that is the act of writing it down. It creates a different level of commitment um, to that particular why. So, you know, those are, those are two things that, uh, that I suggest off the get-go. And after you've done that, the very, very first thing that you have to do is you have to get on a plan. You know, mm-hmm. most people will call that, when it relates to finances, a budget, right? But that, right. that budget is the tool if you're doing it on a, on a regular basis. My wife and I budget on a monthly basis, and we've done that for about five years now, every single month for five years. And we plan mm-hmm. on doing it for the rest of our lives. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was a- We've done it for five years and we plan on stopping somewhere between October and November. We're not sure, but exactly but somewhere right in there. But the reason <laughs> I say that is that's a, that's a big hangup for people. It's like, really, you got to do a budget forever. And, right. and the reason is, you know, the finances change every month. Even if you're you know, even if you're making the same amount of money in a particular paycheck, there's still different expenses and there's all kinds of other things. And, and it doesn't take us very long now. At first, it took us hours, which right. was a big commitment. And, you know, there was probably some fighting and stuff like that and probably crying on my part and you know, the, <laughs> the whole works. But now it only takes us like 15 minutes a month. Right. So it's very, very, very little time. But you have to do that because there's no possible way you can get to where you want to go unless you're doing so with a plan. Like, it's right. it's it's just not going to happen. So... You know, you may know that you want to pay off debt, but, uh, you know, how are you going to do that if you don't know what's incoming and what's outgoing and where you're making the choices to be able to spend it? Right. So, you know, Deacon pointed this out and, you know, I am obviously a huge Dave Ramsey fan and, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to, we're going to play the, um, actually my, my debt free scream, um, interview with Dave Ramsey, uh, a little bit later here. We'll get mm-hmm. to, we'll get to that in a minute, but. Um, one of the things that both of them recommend is the debt snowball process. So if you have right. that debt, you know, putting your debts in order, smallest to largest, and then being able to pay off the smallest one first. And the whole thought process behind that is, um, we, we as humans, you know, we survive on more psychological than actual logical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the having the small wins of paying off those very, very small amounts of debt uh, will actually carry you through to be able to pay off the larger amounts. And the way that that snowball works is you've got it smallest to largest, you're taking you know, all of your extra money and you're putting it on the smallest one until you pay it off. And then you roll that entire amount into um, paying off the larger ones and then the next one and then the next one and the next one. So if you've got $1,000 going towards debt, just a nice round number there, then you know at first that's going to pay off the smallest one and then you take that same $1,000 plus your minimum payment, whatever you're making on the, um, right. on the next one, and then you are then rolling that into. So maybe that ends up being $1,200 after you paid off the first one. And then right. after you paid off the second one, it ends up being you know $1,400 or whatever it happens to be. And then that snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you apply it to, to the next level debt, next level debt. And then it, it, it works particularly effectively because you can see the progress so much more that way compared to, um, you know, paying it off by interest rate as mm-hmm. an example. So one of, you know, sorry, 
Did you want to say something else? Nope. Okay. One of the things that stuck out to me when you said that, and I think it's important to point out, is the fact that these are hard conversations. You know, and you know, when I you and I talked about this earlier today before we started recording, but the correlations between getting your financial piece in order and getting your career piece in order are amazing because it's the same thing. You know, we've talked over and over again about you have to have hard conversations with yourself when it yeah. comes to your career and what you want. With finances, you're going to have to have hard conversations with yourself and with your spouse about what actually is happening with your finances. You have to be honest about that. And then how you're going to change that. And those are hard conversations. They're not easy. And I think, you know, to, to bring it back around and, you know, I want to make sure we have time to play your debt-free screen because I've heard it and it's really cool. Um, so we want to play that at the end. But to bring it back around, again, this is something you can do today to be ready for those opportunities that come in your career you know, three months down the road, six months down the road, a year down the road, so that you're ready to take action on those, whether it's starting a business, whether it's moving to a job you like. Doing this now and getting your finances order does help with that, and it will put you in a position to do that. And, you know, we've we've hinted at it, and I know Deacon mentioned, Dave Ramsey, I know you did. Yeah. Um, one of the resources, Scott, that we recommend, and we would highly recommend to any of you is is Dave Ramsey's book, The Total Money Makeover. And that in there, he talks about all these things that you've talked about, Scott. Um, talks about the debt snowball. Talks about uh, this emotional piece of it and how to have these conversations and and the importance of determining your why, why you're doing it. And so if you want to go to um, Happen to Your Career uh, backslash resources, you can find a link to that book. You can get it. You can um, read it. And that will give you a great intro on how to get this plan in order so that you can have the rest of your life fit and you can make make your career what you want it to be because you won't have this added stress and these added um, you know, obligations that keep you from doing what you really want to do. So with that, is there any other things you want to add real quick, Scott? Or should we just listen to the debt-free screen? No, I think so. And you know, okay. our focus is really on careers. So that's that's where right. I feel like we've got the expertise and and mm -hmm. I I've done this uh, you know, I've done this uh, the financial piece of it. And, you know, had some success with it, but I wouldn't say that that's necessarily my bread and butter. So I, I think you're right. You know, uh, go, go visit Deacon's website at wellkeptwallet.com. Mm -hmm. uh, go visit daveramsey.com. Uh, go pick up the, uh, and again, we'll, we'll have the link, uh, where you in can go pick it up well. on in the show notes on, and then you can get it on Amazon, you know, um, which I think is probably one of the best prices for it. Right. Um, but I highly, highly recommend that book. I tell people all the time that <laughs> that's one of the biggest career books that I recommend. And mm -hmm. they look at me funny and then I got to go into the explanation. But honestly, because it just really allows you to make different decisions in, in your career. So Dave however, Ramsey, clearly the, clearly the expert. However, you say that you're not an expert, but as you folks listen to the debt-free scream right now, listen, because Scott says that he is the expert. <laughs> and Dave Ramsey mocks him for doing so. I just so you that. know. <laughs> So without further ado, uh, you know, get your finances in order. Um, it'll help your career. It'll help you take advantage of the opportunities that come your way. And take a listen to Scott and Alyssa's debt-free scream. Thanks for joining us, America. We are glad you are here in the lobby of Financial Peace Plaza. Scott and Alyssa, hey, guys, how are you? Pretty darn good. Hello, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey, welcome, welcome. Glad to have you on the air with us. Now, where do you guys live? We live in Moses Lake, Washington. Oh my gosh, the other end of the dead blame world. What are you doing in Nashville, Tennessee? We just wandered up here to do our debt-free scream today. That works. I love it. Very cool. So how much debt have you guys paid off? $133,000. Wow. And how long did that take you? 
Uh, about three and a half years. Excellent. Excellent. Megan, what kind of money during that time? We started out at about, I think we were, let's see, right around $90,000, and then we've grown up to about $140,000. So how do you go making fifty grand a year more in three and a half years? What happened? Oh, man. A job change, a, a couple of promotions. Two uh, job changes. Two job changes. Oh, man. Yeah. A <laughs> wow. couple of babies. Three babies. <laughs> Well, they don't usually make money. You know, you wouldn't think so, right? (laughs) (laughs) Unless they're doing diaper commercials or something here. All right, guys. So what do you guys do for a living? I'm an HR manager for ConAgra Foods. Oh, cool. And I was a teacher until about three months ago, and I am staying home now. Oh, yeah, Dave. I forgot to mention that uh, we dropped income now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, once you're out of debt, stay home, be a mom. Love it. But it's a great thing. Very cool. Very cool. What kind of debt was the 133000 Oh, geez. It was, uh, let's see, we had about 20000 in student loans, 21000 in cars. We had uh, about 30000 in credit cards. And the rest we had on a house that we had in Vancouver, Washington, and we had moved, and we didn't want to short sale it, so we were determined to pay it off mm. after we sold it. Very cool. Very cool. So, man, that's incredible. Sounds like you guys were normal. Yeah, I mean, you had a student yeah, loan, you had a car right. loan, you had credit you cards. I mean, just like everybody else, right? Yeah. yeah. So what what made you decide to be weird? You want to tell that story? Sure. <laughs> um, well, I, Scott had listened to the show occasionally on his way commuting to work in the Portland area. And uh, we were getting ready to have baby number two. And he had was traveling to a new job. We were moving out of the area. And he bought the book on iTunes and listened to the Total Money Makeover. And called me and said, hey, I don't want you to say I told you so, but you need to listen to this book and I'm selling my dream car. Whoa. <laughs> That's what I said. Whoa. <laughs> so I listened to the book and I finished it and came home and said, I'm not telling you I sold you, told you so, but you need to sell your car and we're doing this. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, just don't turn me loose because we're going, baby. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I love it. So iTunes book costs, what, nine bucks? You know, it was free to me. I had some leftover iTunes gift <laughs> oh, cards. Dave. Oh my gosh! That's how much value I put into it at the time. Yeah. Like, eh, so, total money make over whatever. Kind of free, one hundred thirty-three thousand payback. That's pretty exactly. good return yeah. on investment. Yeah. I should say iTunes so. points equals one hundred thirty-three grand. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. How's it feel to not have any debt? It is downright fantastic. Amazing. You know, I got to tell you this though, Dave. That uh, <laughs> that after I read the book, I thought I was an expert because you know. Three or four hours with an audio book in the car. And yeah, of course that's, expert, that's right? all it takes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she wanted to go to Financial Peace, the class. Uh-huh. And she drugged me kicking and screaming and the whole works. I was one of those guys. Uh-huh. And, you know, we got there. And after two classes in, I was I was sold. It's like, oh, wait, there is more, apparently. And, and three classes in, you're an expert again. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. I love it. Hey, the good news is it's easy to be an expert at Common Sense. <laughs> You just have to decide to do it. I'm proud of you guys. Very well done. Okay, now you've been through the class. You listen to the audio book. You pay off 133000 in three and a half years. People come up to you that know you did this, and they say, okay, what's the secret? How'd you do it? What do you tell them the keys are? Uh, I would say the biggest thing for us was learning how to do the zero budget. Um, and it was tough. It took us a couple months to figure it out, but once we got it, that was the key. It really is harder than it sounds, it is. isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I've got a bone to pick with you, Dave, though. In your, in your classes, you talk about how three, four months, you know, and you'll, you'll, you'll get it after that. It took us six or seven months. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little slower than most, but we got it. We stuck with it. Well, experts take longer. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh! Well, it, it it is truly because what's happening is when you put this on paper, you're looking at each other and you're looking at your life and you're saying, "I'm going to live like no one else, so later I can live like no one else." And that is a hard thing to really do. It's philosophically easy to talk about, but when you sit down and go, "Okay, we're not doing this so that we can do that later," that's hard, isn't it? It yes. is. It is denying yourself something to win. You know, paying a price to win is tough. It is really tough. So that's the key, the budget, the zero-based budget. But yep. it's hard. Be ready to do it. What was the toughest sacrifice, selling his big car or what else? I would have to say our Tupperware drawer. <laughs> so our, uh, I'm lost now. Yeah, I know. So am I. You know, we had, uh, we'd been focusing so hard in on and on gazelle intensity, you know, keep on, keep on going that every time we went to Walmart or Target or any place else, you know, we, uh, we had this Tupperware drawer that was just completely packed full of terrible Tupperware, mismatched, you name it, left and right. And we, we wanted this so bad that we didn't want to buy new Tupperware. It sounds ridiculous, right? Yeah. It, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, that's what it was. So just saying no on the Tupperware yeah. drawer. And, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of the whole thing. Not it is. Just, it's like the metaphor for life. I mean, going into Sam's or going into Costco or, you know, uh, going into, you know, the, the, like you say, Walmart, Target. And coming out of there without spending 200 bucks. I mean, that takes, that's a challenge. Yeah, in the last six months especially. The last six months were extremely difficult. We had, you know, we had all our small wins. We're down to our last last uh, debt that was pretty, well, it was much larger than the others. And, you know, coming through and pulling hard during that last six months without any of those small wins anymore was downright fantastic. Well, you guys have done a really good job about being transparent while you've been on the air here with me. So talk to... Um that couple that's facing those hard times in that last six months, they're, they're having to walk away from the Tupperware. They're having to walk away from the, the, the other things that are real, that, that, the challenge. Cause as soon as you draw a line in the sand and say, I'm not borrowing any money anymore, all kinds of crap happens. It's like God is saying, this is a test, you know? And so talk to them about, uh, you know, how do you stick with it? T- talk to some couple that's listening right now. I think, go ahead. If you want um, I think the biggest thing that kept me going was looking towards the future of buying a new house because we had some difficulty with the house we bought. The market dropped out from underneath us. We ended up moving and having to take out money actually to sell it because we didn't want to do a short sale. And so I just kept looking at that, that I'm not going to do that again. And I want to be able to buy another house that we can actually afford to live in with our three children and be able to provide for them without having to go into debt. Okay. So having a goal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that's how you get through the the when you're wading knee deep in junk, you got to be able to look out there past the junk. Yes. Yeah. And, and see and see the win. That's very cool. You guys are awesome. It was great to have you on the air with us today. A great great job. All right, Scott and Alyssa, count it down. One hundred and thirty three thousand paid off in three and a half years, making ninety. Then one hundred and forty. Then she comes home to be a full time mom. Count it down. Can I do three? Really quick things, really quick. Sure. All right. One is a plug for John Acuff because uh, we attended the Quitter Conference, too, this weekend, and I learned that uh, I'm a wow person. She's a how person. And if you want to know more, I guess you have to attend the conference. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The second thing is a uh, happy birthday to our five-year-old daughter today, Mackenzie. Happy birthday, Mackenzie. Happy birthday, Mackenzie. <laughs> and then we want to dedicate this scream to all of our kids, and uh, we are ecstatic that uh, that our lives and their lives are changing. So... To uh, Mackenzie and Grayson and Camden. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're, We're dead!
free! <laughs> well done, you two. Very well done. Excellent. I love it. You know, what you start to understand is that this is a behavior change. And you have to change your behavior. And, and that's what you heard in their experience. They went in, they faced down the dragons, and they changed their behaviors. That's why they won. That's a pretty cool, pretty cool debt-free scream right there. This is the debt-free. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. That was fun. It got to tell you, it's been a little while since I've listened to that, uh, and certainly been a couple of years since that actually happened. But it was great going on Dave's show, and great to be able to yeah, celebrate paying off that amount of debt. And I got to tell you, it completely changes not only your career but the rest of your life. Thanks to everyone who's made this show what it is. We'd really appreciate it. And thank you so much for all the five-star reviews. We uh, just checked on iTunes. We got uh, got a few more, so we very much appreciate it. In fact, I'm going to read one right now. Uh, this one is from CJ Marsh STL. Thank you guys for the wonderful motivation your podcast provides in my search for a meaningful career. We are super glad that we can help you along the way. We appreciate it. And we would love it if you would go out, if you enjoy the show at all, and leave us an honest rating and review on iTunes or on Stitcher. We'd appreciate very much both of those. That helps other people find our show and get in contact with it so that we can help get more folks to work that they love. Thanks again. This episode's produced by HTYC Media.